Zeit ist in der Kleinstadt Winden ein Junge auf mysteriöse Weise verschwunden. Guten Abend an alle da draußen. Ihr hört Radio Winden, Winden's number one radio station since 1953. We're turning it over to the Dark Three, only on Radio Winden. Hi there, listeners. Today's Radio Winden includes some serious topics. It's a, it's a heavy episode, and rightfully so. It's very important to us that we handle this topic and this email with as much respect as possible. We may not get everything right in this episode, especially me. I do some talking from my experience of being in Germany, but there might be things that I get wrong. Uh, so I want to preface the episode by saying that I hope that it's a good conversation. We felt it was incredibly necessary to have, and we are very honored and feel very privileged to be able to have this conversation with you all. So thank you so much. Please enjoy the episode. Hi, friends. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Radio Winden, your Winden's choice after dark. Yeah. Or something. Whatever they would say. Insert radio tagline here. Mm-hmm. We're here to read your emails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. So we got this email a while back, and mm -hmm. I feel it is a topic that we wanted to really sit on and discuss and really dig into and give the respect it deserves. So mm -hmm. we're going to read this email today, and that will probably be the only one that we yep. read today. Yep. That's all right with you? Yep, of course. Yep. This email comes from Hana. Hi, Hana. Hi. Hana says... I left a comment on the Geek Gen website when I should have sent an email, something to this effect. I watched Dark over the holiday break with my two college children. We all loved it and spent a couple of very late nights trying to finish the series. I've been fascinated by Nietzsche's idea of eternal return since reading The Unbearable Lightness of Being by Milan Kundera in college. I love that book, by the way. Yes. One of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying your podcast. It is almost like getting to watch the series over again. It's so great to hear different perspectives and characters, and you've picked up on some things I completely missed, like the use of color. Mm. I'm only four to five episodes in, so perhaps you discuss this, but one thing my kids kept asking, and I'd like to get your thoughts on, where are the Nazis? We're Jewish and German ancestry, and we definitely watch German media through that lens. My name is Hannah, pronounced the German way to rhyme with Fauna, like the dark character, though I like to think I have a few more redeeming qualities. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm named after my grandfather's cousin who died in the Holocaust. My grandfather was able to escape Germany to South America and later the U.S. right before World War II. It is impossible to overstate the effect of the Holocaust and the Nazis on German history and its people. Mm -hmm. Yet, here we have a time travel show about generational trauma that seems to leave it completely out. The 33-year cycle seems to conveniently skirt the war and the Third Reich. The only difference seems to be a rape that produced Helg Doppler. Do you think it was just too much for the show to tackle? And have you thought about this at all? Thanks, Hannah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I've definitely thought about it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And the other thing is, too, like, Merck's told us about this email a while ago. Yeah. And uh, read it to us. And I'm so pissed we weren't recording that. I'm going to try my hardest to bring up some of the same things I said then because I feel like it's important because I have thought about it and I think it's disappointing, to be honest. But I also don't know how they would have done a time travel show 
including it and not have it be more about that than anything else. Yeah. How do you do it with the weight, gravity and respect that it deserves when you're talking about time travel and changing things? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you do a time travel show with alternate realities where you don't show a better version? Yeah. Where you don't show a reality that didn't include what happened. Yeah. And then is that respectful? Yeah. To even consider that. Yeah. Which is kind of where I fall. Like if I were writing a time travel show and somebody said, where are the Nazis? And I know that in season two, we're going to look at different realities. How can you say, yeah, I'm just going to do a fantasy reality where this didn't happen and like erase all that pain? It's almost like you're saying, yeah, but somewhere in another reality, we were better and we didn't fucking do all this horrific shit. Yeah. I think it's a really good question because it is something that I thought about when watching the show. It's something that I definitely wrestle with. I feel also it's added to the fact that I live here now. Yeah. And I have been exposed to a lot of different, I mean, like the vibe it's hard to describe how people move forward. Do you know what I mean? And there's a lot of, how do I say this? I think Hannah says it really well. Yeah. There's no way you can understate. Yes. Like the, the effect it's had. Yeah, totally. And I remember when I watched the first season or when they started going back to the 1920s, because they do, they very conveniently skirt it. Yeah. It is exactly before World War One and after World War One and before World War Two and after World War Two. Yeah. I guess you could argue they don't show either of the world wars and just show the aftermath of those world wars. But it's difficult to also recognize that like you're showing the aftermath of the Second World War. It's the aftermath of the Second World War is not the same as the aftermath of the First World War. I agree with that. You can make an argument that the main things that People discuss about after World War One in Germany, you know, the economic collapse, mm-hmm. the desperation, you know, basically what led to the Nazis coming to power that is not featured in the show. So I guess you could say like they just wanted to avoid the topic of the wars altogether. Yeah. But at what point are you. At what point are you just avoiding it? Yeah. I honestly, I don't know how to answer the question as well, because it's like there's a lot of content about World War II across the board in the world. Yeah. uh, Always. And rightfully so. Lest we forget is a thing like we cannot Mm. forget. And it's a huge proponent of the German education system here. They educate their people about what happened and what they did in detail. It's so prominent, if I'm not mistaken, that it is just, my sister lived there for a while. And I remember her saying that the way they feel or react culturally is just like this great burden that everyone carries of something we did, even if I physically wasn't there. My grandparents were. It's not that long ago. No. Yeah. I can't remember if she said they just don't talk about it. They don't speak about it regularly, but it's there in the air. It's permeates everything around them, their media, all that kind of stuff. And so I also wonder if there wasn't some element of we can include World War II because this is a fantasy show. Yeah. Like, how do we give respect to this? And the, and there is the gravity of the situation is so large that we can't 
do this and do it justice unless we're going to have it be completely about that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But I also don't know if that's just wishful thinking. If I'm just hoping that it was that and them not saying, oh, we can't acknowledge that because we don't want to or because it's scary or because it's horrific. But it hurts me to hear Hannah and her kids being like, where yeah. has that happened to us? Yeah. Where is World War II? Where is all of this historical pain? Where are the Nazis? Like, that's what yeah. we should call this Radio Winden because it's a very good question. And what kills me is we sat down. Murgles was so good being like, hey, we got a really important email. I want to read it ahead of time because I think we all decided we wanted to go away and think about it. But now it's been, what, a month, maybe even two months. And I know that's yeah. like schedule and stuff, but where we were hoping to find an answer. And we just don't have one. No. And there might not be one that we can come up with that we feel comfortable with and happy with. But at what point are we then pulling dark where we just aren't talking about it? Yeah. So I think it's important to to talk about and at least say, well, where are they? Why wasn't this done? I also looked to see if I could find anybody else asking this question yeah. uh, of the dark creators and I couldn't find anything. And I can't tell if that's because it's German media yeah. and most of the interviews are, are German and they aren't bringing it up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I will say that my experience here is that people are aware of and not uncomfortable talking about it. It's not as if the topic is not discussed. It's brought up frequently yeah. in German media here in the news. It's referenced very often. Yeah. In fact, you could walk and read a newspaper and it's all in the newspapers. Yeah, that's what my sister said and I was trying to articulate. It's not something that they sit down and talk about all the time. Yeah. But it's everywhere. Yeah. You can have a conversation with with a with a with a German person, you can bring it up and talk mm -hmm. about how they feel about it and what their education was about it and how there's a lot of anti-fascist training essentially. It's like anti-fascism yeah. schooling and training and discussions of how these things happen and how it did happen and I think culturally, internationally, Germany is sort of well known for being a country that accepts what it did and teaches their people what it did. Whereas, you know, when I come from Canada and I don't feel like I was given the education about what happened in Canada yeah. to uh, the Aboriginal and Indigenous population, for example, I don't feel I was adequately educated on that. And I do feel like Germany does try to make an attempt to ensure that their people understand what happened and to make sure it doesn't happen again. At the same time, Peeves brings up a really good point. How do you not show it? And then if you do show it, how do you give it the respect that it deserves? I think that is what it really comes down to. And just real quick to address what you were just talking about, about Germany. As an American, we spent quite a lot of time going over the Holocaust in school, specifically like an entire semester was spent on it where we were just reading. It's not enough time. It's not. It should be done every year. Yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. It's not. But even with how much history we went over in my high school career, it was significant to us at the time that we spent that much time talking about one topic. Yeah. yeah. Because usually it was like a week or something and then or even half a week and you would jump onto the next topic. It got to the point where everyone was a little depressed because it was just constant Holocaust, constant books about the Holocaust takes, you know, Eli Wassell and Anne Frank and all of this. But then at the same time, it was like, 
well, that's why this is so important, because this was such a huge, devastating event to humanity that we have to address it. We have to talk about it and we have to even to some extent get the point across that this should never happen again. So it's surprising to me, not surprising, but it's interesting to me to hear that Germans get that, but so much more. And another thing that you told me once, Murgles, is how much it's apparent and prevalent in Germany, even like walking down the street. Weren't you saying that there were installments? Yeah. So there's lots of ways that the war is memorialized in Germany. So there are many buildings, for example, that were destroyed during the war that have been left in their destruction as memorials to the war. So in Hamburg, for example, there is a church that was destroyed and they left the part of the church that was left as a memorial. An artist created these brass inlays that were put on the originally put on the sidewalk. Some are placed on on the walls of buildings because there was some pushback about the fact that like you could walk over them. But an, an artist created this sort of project wherein if you go to major cities, if you go to cities in, in Germany, you will notice these plaques mm. and the plaques have the names and the dates of the Jewish people that lived there before they were taken and the dates of their birth and death to memorialize that they were there. One thing I will say is that Germany is not perfect in its representation or like memorial aspects because For example, I think the Berlin Holocaust Memorial, which is very staggering, it's a beautiful piece, but it didn't go up until I think the 2000s. Yeah. And they also have a memorial for the homosexuals, like gay people who were killed as well, who were targeted and sent to concentration camp. And that one did not go up as well until rather recently, within the last 10 years or so. Yeah. Students here go to concentration camps for school. They go to the camps and they see them. And, you know, there's literally a camp like 20 minutes from me. Yeah. For example, that is a private artist who decided to do that. That wasn't the government who decided to put those plaques up. That's disappointing. Yeah. I think that I'm by no means for any anyone listening, I'm by no means an expert at all. My experience is just from having lived here and done some research about how these things have gone up and like what kinds of memorials have been made. I have a friend group and my partner is German. And so I hear about the education that they get and they Mm -hmm. tell me about what they learned and how it's handled here. Because, of course, I think anyone coming into Germany asks those questions. Yeah. You can't extricate that part of history from anyone here. Yeah. And so I think that's why this question is so important is because how can you extricate it from the show? Yeah. Based off what you said, Peeves, in my opinion, I do think that it was because they felt that they would not be able to do its yeah. service yeah. or respect it uh, enough in their sci-fi time fantasy show. Yeah. We love the show. We think it's very serious, but it's a show. It's a TV show about yeah. time travel. I have a couple of comments that I did prepare. This one, which I just am going to read because I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. Why does the fact that it's a German production mean they need to have it address the atrocities from their past? Should Marty McFly have taken a detour to try to stop the Trail of Tears or Japanese internment camps? Speaking as an American, there is a list 100 miles long of wrongs the U.S. government has committed But that doesn't mean a piece of time travel fiction produced or set here should have to address those issues. 
I think it's not the same, to be honest, as literally skirting around it, like actually. And I don't mean it's not the same in that the U.S. government hasn't done the horrific things, because in fact, yes, they have. But I just mean in this very specific instance, they literally go just before and just after. So I don't know how I feel about that. But there are a couple of other. Uh, there's one that I wanted to read from a German uh, viewer. Uh, as a German, I say, thank God this isn't about Hitler. So a lot of the comments here were like, but then it would be a show about World War II. Then it would be about Hitler yeah. and not this tiny town called Winden, you know, yeah. because it would have to be. Yeah. So they say, as a German, I can say, thank God it isn't about Hitler. In Germany, Hitler and World War II obviously is a very, and they use this in quotes, risky theme. If you want to make a show or a movie containing Hitler, you have two options. It will be absolutely correct and respectful or you make you do the complete opposite and it's an absurd comedy satire yeah there's usually no in between for us and very few shows or movies who use hitler in a fictional sense yeah out of respect for me the absence of nazi references didn't feel strange in 1953, everyone was trying to neglect their connection with the Nazis whatsoever, especially since the trials in Nuremberg were still running. If you like to have a comparison, watch Das Wunder von Bern, which is a great German movie about the World Cup victory in 1954. It captures the feeling at the time really nicely, and it's very close to the dark year 1953. But what gets me is I'm not seeing the Jewish people say, Yes, but a reference would have been nice, right? Like Hannah in the email saying, me and my family sat there going, are they just erasing our existence? Are they just pretending that it didn't happen? Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of people here say, I'm German and this is, you know, how I feel about it. Yeah, but are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? Yeah. Was your family yeah. rocked by this? It's just one of those things that I think is just, I don't know the solution. I think that's a really, really good point that people forget because it's yeah how you feel as a German about World War II yeah. is not the same as how you feel as a Jewish person about World War II. That's also different from how you feel as a German Jewish person, right? There's like yeah. different levels. Jewish. Absolutely. And you weren't there or you were in the US. Everyone feels differently. It's like human beings are individual almost. Yeah. Jeez, who would have thought? Mm -hmm. But like, generally speaking, there are levels to that, right? Yeah. And I think there needs to be a moment where you step back and go, okay, you know, I might be German, but I, am I listening to my German Jewish friend yeah. who is sitting here saying, I watched this with my German Jewish family. I lost my grandmother. Yeah. And we went, where are the Nazis? Yeah. Where is the acknowledgement yeah. of this pain and suffering? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to for me. Creatively, I understand the decision. Mm -hmm. Culturally, I don't know if I agree with it completely. Yeah. And those two things are pretty much at odds. I feel like there are people who need to be involved in that conversation. Yeah. And my opinion is not one of them in some ways. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because I am not German and I'm not Jewish and I'm not German Jewish. And I can say I personally would have preferred that there was an acknowledgement there. Yeah. I think an acknowledgement would have been better than nothing at all. But I also don't know how you do that. Right. After you read this email, I sat down and was like, how would I have done this? Yeah. It's a fictional time travel show where they show like a future and I just can't think of an alt world. Yeah. 
it feels gross to me to say it could have been different. I think alt world for me would be a non-negotiable. Let's not go down that road. Yeah. But when you have the scenes, for example, in the 20s in the restaurant and stuff like have yeah. soldiers. One of the classmates is gone for fuck's sake. Something. Right. Something. Yeah. Something to show that it was happening and not just ignoring it, I think would have been good. Or like a newspaper article or something that's lying on the ground or a table talking about the war. I do think they made a really good point. That one commenter made a really good point about, quote unquote, the accuracy of the fact that in the 50s, everything was kind of like pushed under the rug. But like we also have to recognize that in the 50s during the Nuremberg trials and like the Nuremberg trials went on for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And in the 50s, let's be really clear here. It's not as if the entire country, there were people who were who opposed the Nazis. Yes. And there were people who died because they opposed the Nazis. Yes. But a lot of the people were Nazis. Most like a lot. Yeah. So you had Nazi judges dealing with Nazis. Yeah. You had people who knew each other in small towns. Now that the war is over and now that the rules are different, we have to put these people on trial. And you had people who supported the people on trial judging the trials. Yeah, you're right. It's not as if like a light was switched and everybody was like, that was terrible. The person who I supported last week, my friend Carl. (laughs) Yeah. Now I realize he was a bad guy. No, it was a very strange collective, which is why they teach it so much now. Yeah. Because I think there was a swing in the opposite direction, a collective, let's not discuss this. Yeah. And then a no, we can't, or it'll happen again. Yeah. And you know, that also led into things that I think need to be remembered, for example, is like that led into like Russian occupation. The country was split. For example, the show doesn't deal with the Cold War, doesn't deal with uh, East and West. It doesn't deal with the Stasi. Yeah. So it is sort of like they removed all of that to make it be like, this is our little fantasy bubble. Because you're right. That was in the 80s as well. Yeah. So it is this level of there is no clean end. People think World War II ended and then the Nuremberg trials happened Mm -hmm. and the Nuremberg trials went on. A guy literally uh, only a couple of years ago, yeah. like a 90-year-old man was on trial still wow. for the crimes of World War II. Yeah. They're still putting people on trial for it. And it's so complex. But at the same time, we're at a point now where it shouldn't be. Like there are still, no- <laughs> there are still Nazis like in yeah. Germany. There's an alt-right movement right now. There's a major political party called the AFD. And it is still an issue here. There are still alt-right conclaves in southern Germany that are extremely conservative and commit crimes against immigrants. I think it was like in 2000 or something, like a group set an apartment complex on fire because there were a lot of immigrant. It was like an immigrant primary apartment complex. And there are some places of the country that are extremely liberal. The city I live in, Hamburg, for example, is extremely liberal. It is extremely anti-Nazi here. But it's just one of those things where it's like we have an idea of how we want it to be and there are still people and we, we ignore that those people are still there. And so it's a problem today. We're still ignoring these things. That stuff is still being ignored. It's one of those things where I just feel I, I, I don't have an answer for. It feels like I wish the showrunners made the decision for me. I'm going to be really honest. That's where I lie awake at yeah. night thinking. I'm like, I don't have an answer. I wish someone had an answer. It's tough. Yeah. 
I told a story when we were first discussing this a couple of months ago about how we ended up talking about education and how we'd all been educated on World War II. And it was interesting because Mergles lives in Germany now and kind of has a little bit more information than say the, the U.S. education system did on, on that. And I grew up in Japan. Yep. So I had a very different information set as well. And I told a story about how I will never forget, I was what, 13, 14 years old. We were covering World War II in class and some 14-year-old boy who doesn't understand himself, let alone the fucking world and world politics, says, yeah, it's a good thing that we did that. And I remember feeling so sick, like it was physically, I was physically ill because of the education that I got in Japan around it was never was this okay. And yeah. like this can never happen again. The imagery that I saw growing up, there's like a whole other level there as well, because I actually grew up on Okinawa and Okinawa was ransacked and taken over by Japan. So the Okinawan people, their, their culture and their society is like barely hanging on and everybody's like oh they're Japanese that's Japan and they, they just have to sit there and take that and be like well no <laughs> we aren't we're different so there's like a whole extra layer there but the mayor of Okinawa at one point compiled a book of photographs from World War II it's the most horrific thing and I accidentally found it on my mom's bookshelf at one point when I was far too young probably to see the imagery and I remember flipping through and there's a specific image that stands out in my mind of two young children because my sister and I are only two years apart. So it stuck in my mind because it was like looking at me and my sister and they're walking down the street and one of them skins like melting off and it was so haunting. And I remember being like, oh my God. And then to hear this fucker in class say this without understanding at all. I think it's like the only time I think I got in trouble. I think I hit him. I think it's when I like, I think I hit this kid and I ended up getting in trouble for it. And I remember being so mad that no one would sit him down and explain. Exactly. I think about just that feeling is probably akin to a small fraction of the anger that Hannah might feel and her kids might feel about it not being acknowledged at all. Yeah. And that could just be me projecting my own feeling of discomfort and outrage onto poor Hannah who wrote us in being like, do you think about this? What do you think about it? And I'm like, I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> For me, there is no easy answer. And I've thought about it since we got this email about like, how would I do it? And for me, there is no answer other than if it were about World War II, it would then be about World War II yeah. and not about this small town yeah. and these people and this like one person's loss of their children. It would have to be more about that. I think maybe something else to think about, which is even more of a bit of a minefield, is that there were parts of Germany that while World War II was happening, were completely untouched. They only saw quote unquote positive of what was happening, aka no longer economic collapse, you know, yeah. like people couldn't eat. And then that's how Hitler came to power. Yeah. So there are World War II bunkers here. One of them was converted into a museum about how Hitler was able to come to power. And I went through and I 
walk through this museum. And I'll tell you, they do not shy away. It does not feel as though there is any editing of photos and records or anything like that. You walk through that museum and I saw stuff that I never saw. I studied, I took history classes in college and learned about World War II. And my sister majored in World War II history and she gave me a lot of stuff and she got me to read Mouse. I highly recommend it. Mouse is a graphic novel about the Holocaust. And I read Mouse when I was 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. And I saw photos that I'd never seen before in this museum. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. The stuff I saw in Japan being educated, I never saw it again. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that in the U.S. education system. Yeah. It's crazy that you tell that story because even in Canada, I remember learning how horrific it was. Mm -hmm. The bomb in Japan, uh, Hiroshima. Bombs. Bombs. Two bombs. I remember the lens at which we learned it was what we needed to. America ended the war. Yeah. This is how the war ended and the U.S. ended it. And just that in and of itself, I remember we saw photos and we learned the horror, saw photos, quote unquote. We saw Canadian textbook, elementary school textbook (laughs) photos. So I'm sure they weren't full. I remember learning about, was it shadows that were left behind? I think I remember seeing photographs of that. But this idea of like America ended the war. The worst war that ever happened and America ended it. This did it. Yeah. And this was worth it. Yeah. At least the American education system, that is very much what you are taught and the lens in which you learn about it. Yeah. Yeah. The places were untouched, you know, like um, if you were in a small town, say you're in a small town in Germany during World War II mm-hmm. and you weren't in any of the main cities where they held rallies and the yeah. presence of the Nazis was probably pretty local probably aside from the propaganda the propaganda was huge so that's something that i would say that if they wanted to include it the propaganda would have been a great opportunity if the timelines lined up you might not have had any idea to some extent there might not have been a single jewish person living in your town for you to know had been taken i don't know it's something that i think people forget maybe is like how easy it is to be insular during horror and how easy it is to not notice horrific things happening. Yeah. Major events. Yeah, because I, the impression that I always got was that it wasn't, it was in the beginning. Yeah. But then there was nothing left on, really untouched. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's something I've considered too, because Wyndon is depicted as being a very small town with generational families living in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be part of the reasoning that it was just so often unto itself and it wasn't impacted as much as like a city would be. But even then, like a nod to it, because I think to some extent, people who are living an insular life, will hear about things, but it won't make a lasting impact on them. You know what I mean? It's like the difference between reading a news headline to experiencing something because a family member went through it or a friend or you live in a city where things are happening and you're getting frequent exposure to it or you're living through it yourself. Like there's a difference between that. And I wonder if that was what they were going for, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Telling a small town story. Yeah. Yeah. I watched this great documentary about Berlin during World War II and the way that 
Berlin reacted to it because Berlin was rather liberal at the time that Hitler started coming to power mm-hmm. and the ways in which the residents of Berlin started to accept more and more like the the small ways that he moved forward, quote unquote, and how they started to believe him and accept him and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just horrific. It's fascism. It's the blueprint for how these horrific things happen. Mm. Yeah. I wish I felt like it wasn't currently happening. I wish I could say, oh, World War II happened and then that's it. We learned. <laughs> but we didn't. Yeah. We learned our lesson, but no, no. You have to pay attention to the past in order to ensure that it doesn't happen again in the future. Yeah. Do you think if at the end of season one or the end of season two, if there was just a card, some sort of acknowledgement that said, we chose not to include this, but please go here. God, that would have been amazing. Please educate yourself. We chose not to do this out of respect for history, yeah. the fictional time travel show. I think that would have been good. Yeah. I don't know if there's an answer. I honestly don't know if there's any way to feel satisfied Mm-mm. because there shouldn't be. Yeah. I don't know. This was a tough episode, but I'm glad that we sat down and talked about it. And Hannah, thank yeah. you for writing in. I'm sorry that it took us so long. Yeah. I hope that we were able to have this conversation correctly the best way that we could. Yeah. When she was writing in, they were all watching... I think you said over a Christmas break. It's a couple months now, but I, I, I'd love to know if they, you know, kept watching and if they enjoyed the show. Very, 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 very lovely. Uh, but yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, it's a discussion we needed to have. It's important. It's something I thought, but then was like, oh, I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer and bring it up. But is it being a Debbie Downer or is it just acknowledging, hey, this is something that we should maybe talk about. So I'd like to think that it was out of respect out of, I'm not going to do this in a fictional sci-fi show. I'd like to think that very much. So I hope that that is the case. Me too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Radio Winden. Yeah. If you would like to join our conversation, this one was a meaty one and we'd love to hear from you Mm -hmm. about this and all other sorts of things. So if you'd like to join our conversation, you can email us at darkcompanionpod at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at Radio Winden or individually, Pumpkinberry, Acorn Bandit, and Murgles. Next week, we will be having our episode about Nietzsche. Yeah! Buckle up, everybody. (laughs) It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. See you then. Bye. 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 Thank you for tuning into Radio Winden. See you next time.